0: Let's stand up this morning. Am I on? We had a, a wonderful trip, and we're going to share today about uh, the Mario Morella uh, conference down there. But I, I just want to start by saying this. The Spirit of God wants to manifest today.
1: Hallelujah.
0: I sense His presence. My prayer is, you know, a lot of times people want to get down front because that, they think that's where God is. You know, I think God can be in the back row, too. But you have to have this this mentality that you're going to grab hold of God. Mm -hmm. So, Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we prepare our hearts to come into your presence. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, to manifest, minister to God's people individually, and this church body corporately. So, Father, we thank you. Where the Spirit of God is, there's tremendous freedom and liberty. And all God's people said, Amen. do declare that we belong to you and it's no longer I who lives but Christ lives in me in the life that we now live in the flesh we live by faith in the son of God who gave himself for us we worship we worship we wait upon you this morning thank you Lord Jesus now I want everybody to sit down we're gonna sing one more song, and there's this is one that Abe wrote. God gave him, and it, there's an anointing on him, So just, just worship Him. Amen. Great and mighty is our King. And we worship you, Lord, with all of our being. Vessels of honor, vessels of glory, vessels that bring healing to the world. God of wonder we submit ourselves this day and consecrate to your living way not our will but yours be done not our wills but the Father and the sun. father's not going to be a structured service. You're going to see different things. And you will see different things if you're hungry. This church is for people that are hungry for God. Amen?
2: We're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. As you prepare those, let me give you a couple quick announcements. This Tuesday, if you're involved in Patriots United, um, there will not, I don't think they're going to have a meeting here. They're going to go out. We are going out and handing out flyers. Um, for people throughout the community for the election. So, um, you know, you just stay stay in tune and watch your emails or your Facebook posts on what's going to happen there. I don't think all the full directives are out yet. Also, um, when you leave, Zach Steiner has some lawn signs. If you're interested, you can pick those up from him. And then on Wednesday night, we have prayer that starts at 7 o'clock. So those are... And the next, is next Monday the first Sunday of the month? Yes, it is. So it will be donut day. Just make a note of that. Um, The reason the Dead Sea is dead is because the water flows in and nothing flows through. It stops right there. The same principle works with finances. If finances flow in and just stop there, they die and it don't it doesn't produce anything. So we've always endeavored to keep the flow of finances going. So this week we of course were down at the services in Tulsa and just so you know, we sow seed into ministries like that so that our finances continue to flow. And so as you sow seed here, just know that your seed went there flowed there i don't have the full count yet but i know the first night they thought 2500 came forward for salvation and i'm guessing at least that many on friday night at least i mean you can't even you couldn't even count them and so your finances are going to see people saved and the thing is mario got up and said all the all the needs for this service are met. So what was sowed there is going to the big crusade in Batavia, New York and all the other outreaches. So just realize when you sow seed, you have a part in that. So I just wanted you to recognize that. And that you know, just like putting your money, investing it, in, and it grows. There's the spiritual side of that. As you invest your money and it keeps flowing, it will grow and prosper us and you and everyone involved. So we appreciate your faithfulness in your finances and your ties, and your offerings. Ushers, you can go ahead and receive this morning's ties and offerings.
0: with us for the first time. God bless you. Hopefully it won't be your last time. I want to read to you. I'm going to start this morning. I want to read this. This is from Brenda Kuhneman's Minds Falling Apart. (laughs) It's called The Daily Prophecy. It's excellent. This was April 16th and this morning as I was praying I was reminded of this because a scripture was quickened to me and I'll, I'll share it with you in a little bit. But this is entitled, Sounds of Transformation. And she says, by the Spirit, begin to watch what I'm doing globally now, for there's a transformation taking place in my people. There will be new signs and new sounds, fresh revelation and vision. I am forming my glorious church and will do wondrous things through her. See, you're the glorious church. And then she quotes Isaiah 43, 21. This people I have formed for myself, they shall show forth my praise. She says, God's always working to change you for the better and is doing the same in the entire body of Christ. He will have for himself a glorious church. You may feel in your life today that you're not progressing or growing spiritually like you should. Maybe it seems like the church itself is failing more than succeeding regardless of how it appears God is forming you for himself and is transforming the entire body of Christ into something spectacular. You may not not see the details now because healthy growth is hard to notice on a daily basis. So even when you don't realize it, God is growing us. Say, God is growing me. However... Unlike we often do, God doesn't throw up His hands in the air and say, Oh, this isn't going to get anywhere. I give up. Aren't you glad God doesn't do that? No, the Bible says He finishes what He begins. Yeah. Yeah. Philippians 1.6 says, Be confident of this very thing that He who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, God will not give up transforming His people. He will get what he is after, and that is a people who are so transformed that a new sound will be heard in the land. And it is a new sound, and it's going on right now. She says, Father, I pray for your people today. Transform us into a people who will give praise to your name. Transform me. Say that. Transform me. Lord, into a testimony each and every day, and I choose to be obedient to your guidance as your good work is performed in me, in Jesus' name. That's a, I like that. And that's exactly what's going on. Now, we went down um, to the conference, and I'm going to have some people share. You don't have to share if you want to. I'd be real disappointed if you didn't. And... Uh, I'm going to share a few things at the end, and, and Kathy will too. But the thing that I, I thought was different, we went there, and they'll give you the details. My gosh, you had to be there hours early just to get a seat. Wouldn't that be wonderful on a Sunday morning at Harvest Church? And, uh, but the thing that I thought was unique was when, when the evangelist, Mario Morello, got up, he gave the altar call first before anything else. He had the invitation. And he took a few minutes and shared, and then hundreds of people came forth. I thought that was exciting. Amen. And so we don't always have to just have a routine of what, what goes on. And so um, I'm going to, who wants to share first? You have the mic. I think everybody's going to have some different observations. I had some. I came away with a few. It seems like it's always the same thing with me, what I see. It's just the way I'm put together. Who wants Pastor Brad, I'm going to let you go first.
3: Well, Thursday night was Flashpoint, and then Friday night was Mario Murillo. And Flashpoint, you know, they always share current events and things of that nature, but... It was just interesting to me, the minute Pastor Gene, the host of Flashpoint, got on the stage and they put his face up on that screen, I was like, that man's under a different anointing tonight. You could just see it on him. And and then by halfway through, he shared, they always share and encourage people to get involved in the government things at a local level, Um, but the authority that was on him that night charging people to get involved, you know, we all try and spiritualize and over church things and you know we want we want the, the you know we, we've we got to be spiritual and pray all day and and just talk to people about jesus and that's it you know but god is in in this and this is the season we're in and god is involved in the politics as we call them. and and so just charging people to get out there and get involved and we've got a church that does that and i'm that makes me proud, but there's more we can do, and we we don't have to sit back and wait for some spiritual move of God. This is the move of God.
4: That's good, and that's, that's what's good. going
3: on. And and so get out there and do your part, and and God will be right there with you. So, and then Thursday night, you know, of course we go down there, and my desire was to go down and bring a piece of that home, and and no doubt some stuff came home, but. You know, we go down and think, okay, Mario's going to pray for people. He, he walks in the word of knowledge like nobody I've ever seen and, and healings like nobody I've ever seen. And he's calling out different things, and it's amazing. And, and I want to bring some of that home. You know, I'd love to be on the streets and here in Harvest Church and calling people out and laying hands on people and seeing miracles take place. But rather, for me, it was it, as, as it went on and it built and it built and it built. How many of you know what dross is. And you know, you melt down steel and as that heat hits that steel, the good stuff stays but the dross, the the bad stuff comes to the top. And as I'm sitting in that room, the bad stuff just keeps coming to the top. And I don't mean that as in a, it was a bad thing or a, or I walked out of there with a sour taste, nothing like that. But to watch him walk in the power of God, and yet such humility.
4: Yeah.
3: It wasn't about him, that's right. and it wasn't about how God is using him, and it wasn't about how even, even what was happening was so awesome. I mean, there were times, I remember once he stepped back and just said, I got I to, gotta, more or less he was gaining his composure, because he knew he was going to get too excited. And not that that's wrong, but he didn't want anything other than God. He didn't want to create an emotional That's environment true. that he charged by his words or his emotion. He wanted nothing but God. And for me, I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, I've got so much dross. And I'm hungry and I want, and it, and it did, and it's going to just continue to grow. And I just pray that for us as a body, you know, we want to see God move. I know that. But first, allowing the Holy Spirit to do a work in our hearts because we can't make it about us. It's not about us. It's right. all for Jesus. And that's, that was just really convicting to watch in a good way. Again, I don't want to make it sound like I walked out of there beat up. That's not it at all. I walked out of there humbled and hungry, more hungry for God and the Holy Spirit specifically than ever before. We have to have the Holy Spirit Yes, we have to have God. Yes, we have to have Jesus, because it's all about Jesus. But we need the Holy yes. Spirit manifesting in our lives and in our services like never
1: before.
0: Give it to your wife.
1: <laughs> I have to go up front. I do much better in front of kids. Adults scare me. Oh, there's some uh, kids here. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a couple things. I think it was amazing time, obviously. Anytime you go obviously besides the drive because this pregnant bladder doesn't last very long anymore. So um no, they Thursday night flashpoint was like Brad said, it was more geared around politics and Mario did preach for a little bit at the end of it. What I got, like the a really big thing that I got that night was we're no longer the remnant. We were in a room of 10,000 people, and before even anything even started, the worship team started singing God Bless America, and 10,000 people were raising their hands and praising God during God Bless America, and then he said that, and I'm like, you're right, a remnant is a small quantity of leftovers, of just little bit of something left over. We're no longer a little bit.
4: Even it in. is,
1: it is right. firing everybody around. And I actually listened to something that didn't, it wasn't uh, during the conference, but Lance had a live, he went live on Facebook on Friday morning on the way to the airport. And he said that uh, the rallies, the political rallies that people are going to are becoming revivals. And that's what's going to happen. And then 25, at least 25% of those that are charged up against what's going on in our politics right now are getting saved and they're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit and they're going to take it from here. So that was really big Thursday night that I got. Friday night, I mean, being in a room of that many people and watching miracles take place is just beyond anything. And it doesn't have to be in a room of 10,000 people and it doesn't have to be Mario standing up there doing it because everybody can do it. One thing I did notice, though, um, and especially specifically one guy, he called out one guy and this gentleman didn't stand and it was far away from him up in the stands. And he was calling out specific things through word of knowledge of things that were wrong with him. And it was like right on. And this guy wouldn't acknowledge it. He He kept like. Mario kept saying, raise your hand, stand up. And he wouldn't do it. And Mario goes, I'll come get you. It's a long ways, but I'm going to come get you. I know it's you. And finally he did. And I thought to myself, how many people in the body of Christ right now even came to this meeting knowing full well this is healings and miracles are taking place and they're still resistant to it or they don't think that it's for them. They think it's for somebody else or things like that. And it's time for this body of Christ to wake up and realize that it is for every single one of us, and it is right now, and there's no reason to be resistant anymore. So, that's one thing. That I got. That's very
0: good. We were blessed um, that uh, Rich and Julie—he's a pilot—he took us, my family, down, and and it was wonderful to have both my sons and and Kaylee with us, and and uh, we had a good time. So I want I want my boys to share. I mean, you don't have to share long, but I'll let, go on, come on up. You're getting awful gray.
5: Where'd that come from? Well, I've got enough of him in me. Um, I noticed certain things that most people wouldn't. What stood out to me the most was what needed to be done that wasn't getting done. Harvest Church, you guys do so good when we serve. And that's they needed servants there to do the parking lot trash when people stand porta outside porta potties when people stand outside from what 12:30 sure. and we day. left at 9:30 at night there was no food no water when they got in i think what stood out to me the most was six indian girls selling subway sandwiches efficiently and working their hardest to get it to people because they needed it and it was a lot so when this stuff keeps popping off and Before Long Harvest Church is putting on conferences, be ready to work, be ready to serve. And God will bless you because it takes a lot more than Mario and his worship leader to get people to Christ.
0: Yeah, amen. Amen. Micah.
6: All right, I have to write my stuff down, otherwise I'll stumble stumble over my words. So I got a few things. Uh, One of the biggest things to me was, even though we were in a room full of some of the most amazing miracles we have seen, one of the greatest miracles to me was seeing a room full of 11,000, 10,000 people, plus thousands outside, praising and worshiping God, all in perfect unity. Uh, Let me gather my thoughts here for a second. Um, but just seeing that unity of everyone praising, it was like I kept thinking, and during worship, but worship was amazing because it was so unified, yeah. everybody together. I kept thinking, this has got to be what a glimpse of heaven looks like, everyone just praising God and worshiping Jesus. And it's just what I thought what it would be like and sound like in heaven when we're praising before Jesus. Um, the other thing was seeing how... The, the su- almost supernatural faith in people to show up to receive a miracle that they needed for healing. Uh, it was like like that gift of supernatural faith that it talks about in 1 Corinthians um, that people have. And it reminded me of the woman in Mark 5 who had the blood issue. And she, she didn't need to be prayed over. She just knew that she needed to touch Jesus's garment to be healed. And I saw that with all these people there. They just... They didn't need to be prayed over individually, but they knew that if they could just be in that room with the presence of healing going on, that they'd be healed. And so I thought that was that was awesome, and I think that's the kind of faith that we need to walk in every time we're getting prayed for, every time we're praying for someone, expect a miracle, expect and believe for your healing. Uh, then the other thing which I kind of talked on was the unity of people during worship. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is unity, and... Just, there wasn't people doing their own individual things, waving flags, banging on tambourines. It was all just perfect unity, praising God. And when we do that in unity, that's what really, I believe, ushers in the presence of God. So that was awesome to see. Okay, last thing. I believe the majority of the people attending these services were Christians. We saw so many people come to the altar for salvation. um, But I believe the majority were Christians and. So I believe that the revi- uh, the church is still being revived. A lot of the revival is the church being revived. But think about in the days ahead when all these lost and hurting people who, who are lost in this world begin to see these miracles, begin to get healed, begin to experience the presence of God, how hungry and thirsty they're going to be. There's going to be a supernatural acceleration coming to the church, and our churches are going to be filled... I was talking to a family next to us about how we're going to have to start using baseball and football stadiums to fill this up um, with people. So we have to be ready and we have to be prepared to, you know, love on them and help them and lead them. So those were kind of the, some of the things I saw.
2: The,
0: the, uh, the worship was amazing. And, and the worship team came from uh, Mario's church, his home church. It's called Destiny Church. I don't uh, know the pastor. I don't know much about it. But I do know that this worship team understood spiritual authority. And I do know this worship team, were they were skilled musicians, and you could tell that they flowed together. The guitarist was older, but he was phenomenal. And the, the young woman that was the leader, uh, such an anointed gal. And I, I had jotted some things down. Um, and this is something for us in the days ahead. I'm very proud of the worship we have, and and we're we're making strides and we're making progress. The thing that we're going to need in the days ahead will be breakthrough worship, where we have to break through, and you 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 break through, and where the Spirit of God begins to fill the room and manifest. And we need that. We need pure worship. Pure worship. You know, the Bible says the pure in heart will see God. So the musicians need to be pure. Our hearts need to be pure. Amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Um, There's a scripture in Psalm 89, 15, and this is one that was quickened me today. 89, verse 15, it says, Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. Who know? Do you know the joyful sound? And in my Bible, it says, those who have learned to worship in joy enter into God's presence. If you come in here, and granted, we all come through the doors tired and weary, sometimes discouraged, sick, or whatever. I get that. But as we grow and mature as believers, we should be able to come through those doors and recognize the joyful sound. Expect the joyful sound. Expect the presence of God. And, and the thing that we need to also realize, and, and, and this was a lot different than, than, than Hank's meeting. Hank's a prophet. Prophets draw weird people. <laughs> Bottom line. Weirdness makes me have the Clint Eastwood twitch. There was only one thing that happened down there, and, and I, <laughs> Doug Daniels, Pastor Hank's associate, called me yesterday, and they and said, well, how are the meetings? And I says, oh, they were, they were great, except God always has to put, I said, guess where I was sitting? He, he said, where? And I says, right next to the woman with the shofar horn. <laughs> Granted, she could play it. I'll give her that. And it really, it really wasn't out of order. I mean, it was borderline. And I wanted to take her shofar and break it over my knee. Then this is what I'm telling you, and I'm trying to stress this. In the days ahead, you have to discern and recognize authority. Those are Mario's meetings, not the woman with the shofar horn. That's why I've got people trained. They have discerning eyes. If you come in here with a tambourine, your tambourine will be escorted out of the building. Our flag, yeah. You'll, you, I'll let you comment on that, because there has to be divine order in what we do in the days ahead. Because it's about Him. It's not about how how well you can play a shofar horn or shake a tambourine or wave a flag. Now, if that's ordained by the one in authority, fine. But if not, be sensitive to God. God's not going to move in a house that's out of order. Amen? Amen. There's just a few things. The Bible says, let all things be done decently and in order, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Amen? Amen. Who's next? Who do we got left? Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry.
7: Pastor, won't let me talk too long. Um. I'm wired like pastor in that way. Uh, We're standing outside. Of course, I show up ridiculously early. I was there by like noon and uh, was waiting. And I watched people start filing in, and the first thing that I noticed was a guy carrying a shofar. And I I don't know, I seen that, and it just, what are you doing? Well, then I heard him play it. Uh, We're standing there. There's not a lot of people there yet, and he's just walking around playing a shofar. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what a way to try to draw attention to yourself! How is that pointing any of the attention to Jesus? I, it, that bothers me. I, I try to stay sensitive. I try to understand how, like, the moves, the anointings, flowing, and everything. And the moment that that thing blew, it took it away. It wasn't the standing at the walls of Jericho watching, watching come down because God said, "Blow or play the trumpet and shout." They. He didn't do that. He was off on his own doing that. and that, that sort of thing will halt a move of God. Now, it didn't in this aspect. It wasn't that bad. But it still is just something that just drives me nuts. Um, I had the privilege of hanging out with our own Caden. Uh, that was kind of interesting. So I got to go hang out at Rama before showing up at uh, 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 the Maybe Center. And I heard something that I think Brad will appreciate. Uh, I wrote this down. Uh, because it kind of goes along with what uh, Caleb said. He sees the needs that aren't being met. And, uh, yeah, there was some stuff that was uh, kind of falling behind a little bit, but, I mean, look at the magnitude of people. You know, they done good for what they had, but they could have been a little more prepared. Um, But I heard this. uh, Scripture says that I must decrease and he must increase. Well, what's one way that we can decrease? you know, to let him shine through us more. Well, I got to thinking about this more in the natural sense. Uh, If Pastor and Pastor Brad stand up here and then they also have to count offering and they also have to, uh, you know, open doors for people and do this, that, and the other, how is uh, that going to allow them to do what they're supposed to do in the days ahead? In the days ahead, we need to be prepared to fill our own shoes, not have them fill it for us. Uh, so with that being said, one way, I wrote this down, uh, I must decrease so that he can increase. Oh, well, that's the wrong one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, sometimes a way to decrease is to admit that you need to take a step back and let others step forward. If you don't do that, then the move of God's going to stop right there. If he don't have the time to do what he's supposed to do, then God can't use him the way he wants to use him. So we all need to step up, get get involved in helps ministry. So uh let's see here. Another thing that I wrote. Uh I oh I I, I said something to Brad when we were standing in line because I, you know, was kind enough to hold a position for them and then they, you know, bailed on me. It worked out. It worked out. Um no, but I told Brad, I said, uh well, we were talking about just the drive up there. You know, it was a nice short drive for me, uh, not for Courtney. But uh, we got, we, you just, the closer that you got, it's almost like you just drove into like a dome. You could just you just feel, you know, and I try to use the word feel lightly, but I don't know how else to describe it. You're, you're cruising down the road and just, you know, you're, you're in his presence, and you know you're in his presence. And then I told Brad when we were standing in line, um, how I described it is, I was standing there waiting to go in, and I, I was, man, I was excited, you know. But then just out of nowhere, I got quiet, which is an act of God in itself. And uh, just out of nowhere, it's like you heard a, uh, or well, it's like I felt a, uh, how, how I described it to him, is somebody taking a, a, like a hammer, smacking a piece of steel, and then there's a rippling effect that you can literally feel go through your body. And I just, wow, God is here. God is here. And then... Of course, uh, I, I, I told Pastor this yes, uh, uh, yesterday. I said some like random person had to knock me back into reality, though, and I don't know why they did it. I don't know what reason or what, but we were sitting there. <laughs> this this is one of those things that bothered me. Uh, you know, first of all, when you're at someone else's meetings, don't don't go laying hands on people. That's respect the person with the gift, respect his anointing. You know, it's it's all under it's all under a certain. Uh, order and that's out of order in my opinion well i sat down and then we had to stand back up and some lady was sitting behind us i don't know why she slapped me in the back of the head
4: <laughs>
7: i don't I, I really hope that it was by mistake you know because we're but i don't know how somebody could yeah,
0: yeah she probably couldn't see
7: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> something but, but like I'm, I'm just sitting there thinking like i really hope that wasn't her thinking that god was like telling her to do something because i guarantee you in a meeting like that god's not going to tell you to slap a bald man
0: a big bald man
7: yeah well how was i saying it somebody was making fun of the bald the other day and i said well you remember what happened when those right. all those youth were making fun of elijah right be ready they got eaten up and then i oh it was, it was caden i was talking to because he was talking about my me being bald so i said you know you remember mama bears will come around them corner and devour you people making fun of bald people right he says there's no bears here i'm like i don't i i don't think i bear in uh uh tulsa's too out of reach for god so anyway besides the point i uh, wrote this down i thought this was good uh i said if you want foundation shaking results you must be in the name of jesus in unity uh, i said for example i said in in the beginning there was god and the holy spirit you know because God created heavens and the earth, and the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. And then I said, uh, well, and then, then I wrote, then God said, that's the word, that's where Jesus comes on the scene, and then what happened? An entire universe was created. If you want foundations shaking, shaking uh, like the presence of God to be that strong, you have to be in unity. Like when Abe's standing up here saying, let's, let's let them sing. We need to be in unity in the days ahead. That's that's why he does what he does. It's not his job to get us into worship. It's our job to enter in. He's just helping lead the way. He has his job to do, but it's our job to press in. That's why before you come through those doors in the days ahead, I really hope that you're already in the presence. So, um, let's see here. I already covered that. Oh, okay. I this I, I promise I'm about done. The, uh, I, I, wrote, I wrote this with little stars and wrote warning. I wrote, uh, Mario Murillo made this statement. Uh, Christianity is the only movement in history where the founder attends every meeting. And he says, where two or more gather in my name, I'm in the midst of them. So uh, then he made the comment how you don't need to be within arm's reach of the one speaking. You don't need to be with an eye shot. He don't need to see you to receive from God, because who are you actually receiving from if you think that going to see Mario Murillo is going to get you a miracle healing year, stay home uh, I said i've seen a few people look upset, depressed, etc, after the service was ending. I said I even seen people asking random people for prayer just because they seen that they got a, a miraculous healing so that well hey maybe that 'll get on me then I also uh, said I've I seen others running around to lay hands on people because I, I heard somebody say, well, God's giving me a healing ministry. Wrong place, wrong time.
0: <laughs> Drawing attention to
4: yourself.
7: Yeah, and, and see, that that's what, that's what I'm getting at. If you want to receive from God, you do not go to a healing evangelist. If you want, well, if you want to receive healing, you don't go to, a, to a, somebody who has a healing ministry. He can't heal you. It's only by the stripes of Jesus were you healed. So if you get it in your heads that I was healed already, I just need to receive it, accept my healing now. You know, like uh, like how Courtney said. The guy didn't want to acknowledge it. He didn't want to stand up. Why? Jesus healed you already. Give him the glory. You are doing God a disservice by not giving him the glory after he's already done it for you. Have fun trying to get any more from God. It's not going to happen. But uh, let's see here. So I wrote, if God called you to that sort of a, like a healing ministry, if he called you to that sort of ministry, he will bring the people to you. You don't have to go get the people. Uh, if you go to a healing service uh, to see if someone anointed of God can heal you, don't waste your money on fuel because it's expensive enough the way it is. Uh, You won't receive anything except disappointment. Mario is not a healer. Jesus has already done this by his stripes. Looking for healing anywhere else proves that God's children perish for a lack of knowledge and an abundance of stupidity. Um, I hope. So, anyway. Can I... uh, No. No? No, go ahead. I was uh, driving back. I like to drive at night, and I pray and all that, and there's, there's a lack of cars to irritate me on, on the road at night, so I like to drive overnight. Um, I guess it's the life of a truck driver. Uh, but I got quiet. I told Pastor this, that if I pray for X amount of hours, uh, then I like to give God X amount of hours in return to speak back to me, either that or give him more, because he his words are a lot more important than mine. So I said, or well, I, when I got quiet... Uh, i wasn't going to I wasn't going say this, but uh, when I got quiet, I heard God tell me uh you and when i when I say you, not me he's talking body, you are a purified gold conductor, and I know nothing about electricity, nothing so i, I looked it up and i just just to kind of see what uh uh what what He was referring to, and uh where's my phone? Did I just do that to you? I'm sorry. I hit the button. Let's see here. I said, or well, I, I just Googled it because Google is a good source of anointing, I suppose. I um, I Googled, I Googled uh, you know, a golden conductor, and it says, which Dennis would probably know more about this than me, but it says, gold is said to be one of the best conductors of electricity, uh, unlike other metals, gold does not tarnish easily when we expose it to air. Catching what I'm picking or putting down here? On uh, on the other hands, like metals and steel or copper, corrode when they are in contact with oxygen. Now, I'm just going to make this simple. Oxygen or air equals world. <laughs> you know, tarnish, this, that, and the other, sin getting on us. He called us, and now I believe this is uh, something that God gave me for our church, well, the body in, in general, but take this and run with it, please. If he called us a purified gold conductor, we are going to be conductors of what God is planning on doing in the days ahead. There's a reason why God has called this church a lighthouse. So Harvest Church, get ready for what's about to come. Find your place, get hooked up in helps ministry, whether it's changing diapers in the nursery, teaching our kids, watching a parking lot, watching cameras, get ready because he is here and he's going to start drawing people in. All right? And then I also jotted this note down just so people don't start getting a, ooh, I'm a gold conductor. Um, I said, we can't handle that sort of power that's going to be flowing through us. But like the song that they just sung... Uh, well, what, what we were talking about with I am submitted, that's because we let him do the work in us. Don't promote ourselves. Don't go out on a, like a, a shaky bridge, like, oh, we got to be at Harvest Church. No, we're, we're not the perfect church, but we serve a perfect God who we want to teach the people how to receive from him. We are a promoter of a perfect God. doesn't mean we're a perfect vessel. Just remember that. All right, I'm going to shut up. That
4: was good.
2: (laughs) I have several points. I'll try to go quickly. Number one, if you don't know, I attended Oral Roberts University for three years and worked there for two years, and I'd been wanting to go back for a long time, so that was a real blessing to me. If you don't know, the Maybe Center is on the campus of the Oral Roberts University, and Oral Roberts had that built for two purposes. Basketball, because he loved basketball, but primarily for services like this. Right. And if he could have been well, there, you know, I he was, was watching. He was watching. If he was pleased, my goodness, Jesus had to be pleased. And because that was why that building was built. And I, I attended several services there with or- when Oral Roberts was there. And the one thing that really struck out to me in all those years, I never saw the hunger for God like it was this time. Do you have that picture? There's a picture. Okay. So we got there pretty early, and we toured the campus because I just wanted the boys to see every place. And, and then um, our motel reservation was about 20 miles away, so when we toured the campus, we could see people were already lining up. So we split up. Micah and I stayed and uh, held the line. We got in line. And the other ones went and got the motel situation settled and stuff. So we were, Micah and I were in line at 2.30. And we were quite a ways back. And I was getting nervous because I didn't want to go down there all the way and then not get in. And Because people just kept coming and kept coming coming. and kept coming. And so they were going to open the doors at 5 o'clock. So we were back. I mean, we were pretty early in line. And when we went in at 5 o'clock, there's the main floor level and then the first floor. We couldn't even get in on that. It was that full already. We got in on second floor. And after we got seated up in second floor, I walked out and looked out the windows. And there was a sea of people out there. I don't know if you can even recognize all these people are still standing there to get in to a place that's already full. And you can't see it, but up in the... In between the cars, not just this group of people, in between the cars, there were lines and lines of people. And this was just one side. It was that way all the way around the building. I have never seen such hunger and need for God that they were willing to do that. And I think that there's, a, besides the maybe center, they call it the baby maybe, and some other places, I think they got them into there and got most of the people in. But, you know, they talked a lot about the worship, the good things. I In the last six months, to me, it pleased me, worship has come up. There was much less emotional self-drama and just more. I watched an older woman about five, six rows down from us. I couldn't see her face, her mouth, but I just watched her worship. She did nothing to draw attention to herself, but her worship looked just so pure and so just reaching out for God. And it was like that through the whole place. And, you know... I don't know what I went down expecting to receive, because I'm not a goosebump emotion person. No. <laughs> I wasn't looking to get an emotional charge, but yet I felt like we needed to go and bring back something. And so I'm looking at all of that, and Mario talked about how so many people that want to be in the ministry just want to be in the ministry to be in the limelight but that it's more about responsibility and the deep immense responsibility he feels in ministering to the people that come and and you say our people that got up we we pointed out some things but you know what it's because i think that the transferal of anointing that we received wasn't so much on feeling based on feelings it it has now become a personal responsibility to not just us but to this people and I think that's what we're bringing back it's like when Jesus was they had to feed the people the loaves and the fishes Jesus made them get organized and lined up so they could do it efficiently and the fact that we are all starting to see That's that right. need. Yep. And then I'll end with this parable of of something. So in the you're in the maybe center, and there's thousands and thousands of people, and there's bathrooms all around. And so before the service started, I went out to go to the bathroom, and the women's, there's a bathroom here, and a bathroom here. And I go out in this bathroom here, The line went out probably 50 to 60 people. The women was bad, waiting to get in. This line, right here, right next to this line, was five people. And, of course, I went to the five people. And it aggravates me how sheep can stand there and not see that. And I'm thinking, we're in a bad place here. If people can't be even more aware than that. But then I was corrected as Brad was talking about the dross. I saw that this line was shorter. And this line was a long need. And I took care of my need. I should have gone and helped get them into the short line. And that's where we need to be. That needs to be our mindset. Not just look at there's, there was a sea of people that not only were hungry for God, they needed God. And they needed people to help them find God. And that's where we're at right now.
0: I knew that once I let everybody go, they'd take care of most of my points. Which is good for you because we can get out of here. message Bible says, what a huge harvest is out of Matthew. He said to his disciples, how few workers on your knees and pray for harvest hands. We need to pray. We can't handle the harvest. We can't do it without the grace of God. Amen. Spiritual hunger is, is the necessary catalyst for a move of God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, and they shall be filled. Um, we talked about worship. We talked about proper order. I had the church must be become more organized and efficient. We already covered that. Then here here's the thing that that he said. I'm I I'm more goosebumpy than she is. I'm I'm more emotional than she is. And I I stood there and we were there for hours. And I went you if you'd heard me pray last week I went expecting. He made one statement. He said. God is going to begin to pour out his healing anointing on his church. I lifted my hands and I received. And so I want you to stand up today. Then he said in the next, next six months, and Kathy helped me remember, I couldn't remember what he said would be the next six months, there'd be a great awakening. And so you need to have your expectors on, people. Amen? Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you that you're so faithful. You are so good. Lord, we went down there expecting to receive, and we did. Now, Lord, I pray this prayer over this body of believers. You said through your gift that you were pouring out your healing anointing upon your church body. And so, Father, by faith this morning, we lift our hands. And Holy Spirit, we receive that healing anointing to minister to the people out there, outside these four walls. And I believe that when we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. I believe when we pray for people, there will be signs, wonders, and miracles. A faithful group of people are blessed. And so I call the people of Harvest Church blessed spiritually, blessed physically, blessed financially in this new hour. And we are a people who hear the joyful sound. And so, Father, we thank you for what we've received. Now, Holy Spirit, help us walk in it, going about doing good, healing all that are oppressed of the devil, for God is with the people of Harvest Church. Lord, use us. To glorify your Son Jesus, and all God 's people said, amen. amen, amen. Abe made a comment, and it it was an astute observation. The shofar thing that was Old Testament and and there's nothing wrong with blowing a shofar, so if you're an owner of a shofar, just be so far from no. I've been in meetings where it's been blown by the Spirit and it's anointed. Robin Bullock can do it. And, and, uh, but we've got to be sensitive to what God's going to do in the days ahead. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you're a people that are blessed of God. Anything else? Amen. Amen. Anybody here that you're, I don't want to be insensitive, but you're sick in your body and you need healing if you're going through something. A little boy? Yeah, true. You got that one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> What's the matter? Amen. Come here. That sounds like you sometimes. Pray for him. Amen, amen, amen. See, in the days ahead, I'm not going to be doing all of this. I'll go, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. Boy, they really sound excited about that. I hope you don't call on me to do it. Hey, let's end with this. Where's, where's, um, uh, Nate, come here. Take your pants off. No, can you roll them (laughs) up? You know, last week I pressed pressed i preached a message do you remember what it said go and do and And i didn't realize this lift up he loved it so much he got a tattoo what's it say go be do that's close enough he didn't get it because i that's been there and i didn't know that well is this a church where you can have tattoos i don't think there's anything wrong with tattoos it's the heart. Yeah, hope not. Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Thank you.